0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Strange Talk Podcast. It has been, I think, like three years, and a little over three years, I think, actually. And I apologize to everyone who enjoyed my podcast. Um, I'm still going to be here, but today's episode isn't going to be about any case or anything. It's just going to be about honestly my mental health so if you're not interested in that i completely understand if you are then who knows maybe you might get something out of this maybe you not might not i'm not particularly sure but i guess i'm kind of using this episode as kind of just um i guess kind of like a diary or a journal if you will I, i don't know i hate to put a gender on it especially in today's social climate i guess with all the talks of gender and everything Um, I, but I feel like diary is more for like, uh, um, you know, it's more a feminine term and journal either way that it doesn't matter because there's, it shouldn't be a gender shouldn't be, you know, there shouldn't be any connotation between that or anything. But, um, so yeah, I guess this episode is just to let you guys know that I'm coming back. Um, also just kind of where I've been at this past few years, um, mentally, uh I'm going to be as transparent as much as I can be. Uh so I'm going to be completely honest. So if this isn't interesting to you at all, then I completely understand. So if this is where you shut off, that's fine. Um I won't be upset with you. This is just more for me than it is for the listeners and just for the people that are interested in hearing about what I have to say. That's all that really matters to me. Um but basically the past 3 years that it's been since I've actually done an episode, it's just a lot has gone on. My daughter's now six years old. Um, I don't remember when the last time it was that I mentioned anything about her on an episode of any kind. But uh, where my mental health is right now, honestly, it's I'm okay right now. Um, yeah, I'm am okay right now. Uh, there are some days that just you know happen where I just I don't want to do anything. I don't I don't want to you know do anything <laughs> if that makes sense you know I, I don't know what it is about me like i'm i'm envious of everyone around me because i feel like although i know that's not what it is um it's just an assumption but i just feel like everyone around me i feel like my sisters i feel like um um you know my fiance my friends uh, the little ones that i do have i feel like they have their shit together even though i know that it's not true like they're probably going through stuff too They just know how to like, bury it in the back. But I don't, I I don't know how to do that. I I don't know how to not let my thoughts and let what I'm going through affect me. I don't know how to not let it get to me. I just feel like Um, if something happens to me that I feel is catastrophic or I feel that it's just draining me mentally, I tend to want to just hide away. I want to just lay in bed and do nothing. Uh, for a good while, like my escape was playing video games. I'm an avid gamer. I hate to admit that because sometimes growing up, I've always felt like I should be ashamed of that i like playing video games but i do i'm 34 years old currently and i still love playing video games the, the, those are the thing. that's like the thing that i enjoy the most because if i'm being completely honest playing video games uh the particular video games that i like to play which are like rpgs um if you don't know what that means that's a role-playing game if you're not a gamer um like destiny uh there's this game i've been currently playing called stay out it's a free-to-play game on pc um it's on steam it's called stay out um I really enjoy it. It's really grindy, but I really enjoy it. And the reason why I like it is because my character is very powerful in there. And the reason why I like that is because I know in real life, I'm not powerful at all. In fact, I feel like I'm not. I, I feel like I don't have nothing to be powerful about. I, I have nothing going on. Um. So I I, I apologize ahead because I, I feel like the way I speak... Uh, and my mental thoughts I feel like my brain uh, moves faster than I speak or I talk faster than I can think if that makes sense Uh, so that's why sometimes I kind of feel like I derail uh, when it comes to conversation and just speaking in general if I don't have a script laid out Um, so I apologize that for an event so I again I completely understand if uh, this is where you uh, click off on this episode Um, I won't hold it against you not matter to me I mean it does matter if you listen of course I want people to listen but again completely understandable if you don't finish this episode but anyways getting back to just mental health like some I I was going to therapy for a bit but unfortunately because um I can't afford it anymore it's very expensive um I'm no longer in it so it's kind of I I if I'm being honest I mean I'm sure there are people out there that would want to hear my problems but a part of me too doesn't like talking about my problems and my feelings because I feel like it's annoying. Um, If I'm being honest, I feel like I can't go to my fiance because I know she's going through her stuff, um, what she has. And sometimes when I do go to her, um, the problems that are happening in our relationship, uh, I feel like are in the way of her being emotionally available for me. And so she kind of um, can't be emotionally available because she does have like uh, issues, um, that stem from the problems that arise in our relationship. Um, so I feel like I can't go to her. Um, I have my, uh, friend uh, who's my best friend that we've been friends since childhood. Um, I know he's going through his stuff, so I really don't want to reach out to him to talk to him. So in all honesty, this podcast is what I have. Um, so I'm being completely transparent, uh, with you guys and I'm being completely vulnerable, uh, in this episode. Um, so it's not a woe is me type of thing. So I hope you don't take it that way. I'm just being completely honest about how I feel and what's been going on in my life. Um, but when I was in therapy, um, I knew immediately, uh, what the catalyst is for me that has, uh, made me feel the way that I am. Um, being completely honest, what I suffer from is clinical depression and bipolar depression. Uh, that's what I was diagnosed with. And uh, so I currently take uh, Prozac, uh, 20 milligrams of Prozac. Um, it's the generic version, which is flexitine. I believe it's how it's pronounced. I could be saying it wrong, but that's what I take currently. Um, and so when I was going to therapy, uh, most the therapist told me most people don't really know what it is exactly that contributes to their decline in mental health. And so when I told her I do know what it is, she said, you're very lucky to at least know what caused uh, your mental health uh, issues. And for me, um, again, I'm being completely honest and vulnerable. So um, hopefully uh, this topic that I'm about to discuss, uh, the person that this is about, I hope uh, when they listen to this, it kind of helps them understand a little bit more of how I feel. Uh, so when I was about, um, I want to say either six or eight years old, um, I was living in Staten, California in a a duplex apartment, I believe it was, or uh, yeah, duplex or complex doesn't matter. Um, it's neither there nor there. That's irrelevant actually. But anyways, uh, so I remember I was in my mother's room and, uh, we had like a kind of like a long hallway in the, in the apartment or complex duplex, whatever, what have you. Uh, Me and my sister were in my mother's room watching TV. And I don't know why, but uh, we decided, or I decided, to go check on what my mom was doing. And my stepbrother was living with us at the time. And my mom had in the hallway this... uh, She had this... um, I don't know what it is, but it's like this plastic liner that goes on the carpet. But when you flipped it over, it had like those little spikes, so it could like dig into the carpet, so it wouldn't get pulled or or dragged by your feet from anybody walking on it. If you know what those are, I don't know what the name of those are, but if you do know them, then hopefully you know what I'm talking about. And I I described it in a pretty good detail. Um, but we were I was crawling on that. I don't really remember if my sister was uh, following me, but she was pretty young at the time, uh, so I don't really know if she remembers too much. I. Don't think I've ever really discussed this too much with her. But uh I was crawling to the hallway because my mom and my stepbrother went in my oldest sister's room. Um, she had her own room. I used to share a room with my little sister living in Stanton at that time. This was like the early 90s. I would say probably around uh, like 96, 97 maybe this is when it occurred. I could be completely wrong because it was a while ago. Um, but yeah, I was crawling on the floor and I saw my mom and my stepbrother having sex. And I don't remember if I said anything to them or if my mom just happened to notice that I was there looking at them. Uh, but yeah, I, I saw them having sex and, um, I don't even remember how old my stepbrother was at the time. He had to be maybe in his like early twenties, I think. Um, and so, um i don't really remember what happened but i just remember being in the living room in the apartment in the room and uh my stepbrother and my mom were talking to me and they were trying to explain like what it is that i saw and the way they explained it was that he had got injured on his ass is which is is exactly what he told me he's like oh i hurt my ass and your mom was just rubbing medicine on me but i mean you know i was a kid but i'm not stupid i may be naive but i wasn't stupid i obviously knew what was going on but you know just being a kid you're kind of powerless you know to like say anything if that makes sense so i didn't i don't remember if i said anything but what did happen was because i'm i'm assuming my stepbrother didn't think that i believed him so he decided to pull his pants down and show me his ass to show that he got hurt i cannot tell you i can't remember if i if there was a wound or any type of injury whatsoever but yeah he he did he did do that um i don't know if it was like a couple of days later or uh after what i had witnessed um but my dad uh really loved his car and he was working in the garage and i don't know i felt like i had to say something i felt like i had to tell him so me being a kid uh he was working on his car and i would sometimes go i like wouldn't necessarily help him cuz i was a kid i didn't i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i didn't know how to work on a car um i would just kind of go out there and kind of just hang out with him that's kind of like what i did to spend time with him um and i had told him what i had seen uh i told him like hey i saw mom and you know, my stepbrother, um, and it looked like they were doing something that they weren't supposed to be doing. And I don't remember if he said anything to me. I don't remember, uh, that too much. I just only remember what led up to after me telling him, uh, I remember what he was wearing too. He had like this white sweater and it had like, um, a design on it where it had like a little circle, like kind of on his like breast, um, on his left breast, I guess you could say, like on his chest area. And it had like a little circle, some type of writing. It almost looked like, um, I'm not sure, I'm probably showing my age here, but I'm not sure if you know what the show is, especially for my younger audience that listen to this podcast, but it's called 90210. That was a very popular show in the early 90s to late 90s. Um, but it kind of looked like that symbol, but it wasn't obviously 90210. But uh, that's what the symbol looked like. If that, if you can remember what the symbol looks like for 901, uh, 90210, which is that Beverly Hills show that came on Fox back in the early 90s. Um, And it had like white stripes on it, but that's the sweater he was wearing. He'd always wear like blue jeans, Levi jeans, and his uh, white Reeboks that he had. Um, And I remember him just looking at me and um, he said, okay, come on, let's go to the house because we're... garage was was in the back of the complex of the duplex building where like the laundromat area was at and uh i remember my mom and and him just started arguing he started they started fighting and immediately i felt like like fuck like well obviously i didn't say that because i was a kid but i i just felt like fuck i shouldn't have said anything because now i caused a huge argument um, and prior to that my my parents were always arguing they were always fighting growing up my dad was a, a huge alcoholic and uh, since I could remember since I was been born probably even before I was born he was probably an alcoholic and struggling with alcoholism and that's eventually inevitably what led to his death was because of his alcoholism um, but I remember they were fighting and I was like fuck man I shouldn't have said anything because now they're fighting and and ever since then like my parents were the type of people that would fight especially my mother she was she was very um very loud she would yell a lot she would cry a lot the thing that sucks is like my mom growing up would always tell me and my sisters i don't know if my sisters remember but I remember and i hate that i remember so much because when i would bring up stuff that i would remember my mother and my sisters would always be like oh that never happened or oh what the heck you're probably remembering a different family because that never happened that's always what they would tell me and i fucking hate that because i know i remember but then it always make me wonder like fuck did that really happen or is it just in my head they were fighting and my, my mother was, uh, would always tell me and my sisters that she never really truly like when my dad was never around, my dad would always work at nights and, um, my mom would work in the morning and she used to work at the school that me and my little sister would attend uh, elementary school. Um, but when we were home after school and, uh, cause my dad would usually leave like after we got home from school, like maybe about an hour or two after we got home from school. But my mom would always tell us sometimes, um, I'm not even sure why those conversations even came up, but she would tell us sometimes a lot that she never really intended to marry my dad. She happened to just get pregnant by him because, you know, her childhood trauma that she endured was that her father was very abusive, physically abusive, and he would beat her and stuff. And uh, But even though he would beat her um, physically, he would spoil the shit out of her. He would buy her everything that she wanted. She always used to say that she her room... Looked like an apartment rather than just a regular bedroom. And she had her own phone line and all this stuff. I remember she would tell us that all the time. But also what she would tell us was that she never truly intended to be with my my dad. Um, I guess some guy that she was dating at the time, uh, she was in love with him, but he cheated on her. And so I guess out of uh, spite for her boyfriend, she ended up with my dad. And she happened to get pregnant by my dad. Uh, She claims she was pregnant at 19, but then she also says that she was she got pregnant at 21. I don't really know. I always just associated that she was pregnant at 19 with my older sister. And so she married, she ended up marrying my dad. But she never wanted to be with him. That's what she always would tell us. And, you know, thinking about that, that sucks. That fucking sucks to hear that. You know, like my mom never wanted to be with my dad. You know, but then she, I guess, grew to love him. I'm not sure. I don't know. Because growing up, they were always fighting. Always fighting. And it didn't end when I we got older. As we got older, me and my sisters would honestly just tell them to shut the fuck up. Because they were always fighting. They were fighting about finances. They were fighting about um, my dad's drinking problem. You know, it sucked growing up like that. I never learned what an honest, like healthy relationship was. And so a lot of what I learned from my parents is wrong. And so now that I'm older, it's like I've had to relearn how to be um healthy, but obviously I'm human and I'm going to make mistakes just like they did. Um but it just sucks, you know? So now that I am a parent um and I have my daughter, I am I practice gentle parenting if and uh, it's not gentle parenting. at least to me, gentle parenting isn't where I coddle my daughter and I'm like, oh, you know, because the way my parents raised me, my mom, I wouldn't say she was physically abusive. She did tend to hit me. There has been times where uh, she would like punch me, but not in my face. Uh, but I remember one time she was punching me in my back, uh, kind of like just, you know, hammer fisting me. And she did leave, like, an imprint of her diamond ring in my back. Um, She broke a mirror on me. Uh, So, I mean, I don't think I was abused because those were the only incidents that I can remember. But, yeah, she did spank me, like, if I got out of line. But as I got older, she didn't. Uh, When I was 15 years old, she, like, pushed me into my chair. I remember that. But after that, you know, it was kind of like, I used to hate it, though, because, like, as I got older, my mom would still try to, like, hit me if i was talking back to her or something um and my mom used to always wonder like she never knew how i truly felt until i was like honestly 30 years old i'm 34 now and she didn't honestly know how i truly felt about everything and how i remember stuff until i was 30 years old because one day see i'm going off topic again like i i can't just focus but whatever i'm still continuing with this but uh we were in a car one day, uh, she had asked me to drive her to a doctor's appointment, I think it was, and I was super annoyed because I felt like, fuck man, like, if you just knew how to drive, I wouldn't have to be the one to take you somewhere, you know, I was just irritated. And she got mad at me, she started yelling at me, she's like, why the fuck do you, like, why why is it that you hate me so much, why, why, why is it that you can't just take me, you know, why is it that y- you have to complain all the time? you know, to take me somewhere. And it's like, it's not that I'm complaining. It's just that, you know, why do I have to waste my time of the day to take you somewhere? And then she, she started getting mad. And I just told her, you know, the reason why I am this way, that I am the way, like the way I am with you, like why I am the way I am with you is because of what happened, what I seen with my stepbrother. And she kind of kept quiet. And even now to this day, she claims that she was raped, that he raped her. And I, I know I should believe her. And I know you should never victim blame, I guess, in a sense. Because I know that's like a big thing. But the thing is, you don't know my mother. Growing up with her, she was a very strong-willed person. And she, would, she was like a Karen, if I'm being honest. She was a Karen. We would go to the stores, and if somebody cut in front of her, she would speak her mind. And she would tell you, like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you need to get back in line. She would fight people. And I even remember that my stepbrother uh one time because he was like a big drug user um i don't remember what drugs he would use but i know he was a drug user i was still a kid so i don't I, I, like it's only until i was older that i found out that he was a drug user and stuff and um because i didn't have a brother um i just grew up with sisters so i kind of looked up to him in a, in a sense um for that brother you know and, uh, I remember she, 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 got mad because I think he stole something or something happened and she was just kind of upset with him. I don't remember what, but she was like beating him with pots. I remember she was cooking. She got so mad at him that she grabbed one of the pots and she started beating the shit out of him with the pot. And she was out in the backyard hitting him with the pot and stuff. So that's why I, if I'm being honest with you guys and with myself, that's why I don't believe that he raped her because it didn't look like he was forcing her it didn't look like he was holding her down or anything but that's what she claims is that he she claims now cuz now that we've talked about it we we had went to therapy together we had talked to her therapist about it cuz she wanted me to go to therapy with her and speak to her therapist which is what we did for a few i want to say it lasted like maybe 2 weeks um but i had even told the therapist that i don't believe that he raped her uh, she claims that he was going if he didn't if she didn't have sex with him, that he was going to kill me and my sister, and that's what she claims. And if that were true, I don't see why after had I had told my my dad that day, after I told my dad that day, uh, my mom was upset with me. She took me to her room, and she told me um, Ernest. I don't I don't know why you had to tell your dad. Why did you tell your dad? How could you do this to me? How could you how could you betray me? How could you tell your father? How could you um I can't believe you would do this to me. Like why would you do that? And I remember like just blaming myself, just thinking like fuck, like I'm the reason why my parents are fighting. And ever since then from that point on, which when I was like either 7 or 8 years old, Ever since then, every time my parents would fight and every time they would argue, I would always blame myself because I I would think that like, I'm the one that caused it because you know, I told my dad every time they had to fight, even if it wasn't about like what happened with my stepbrother, if they were just fighting about finances or about my dad's drinking problem or about what my mom did because my mom wasn't innocent either. She would cheat on my dad too. Um, so seeing all that, growing up with all that, it's 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 hard to understand what a healthy relationship is. And now I know why you know being younger and being in the relationships that I was, that's why I was the way I was because I didn't know what a healthy um, relationship was like. And it's the same thing for my sisters. Um, I think it's hard for them, um, and maybe they don't understand, maybe they don't see the issues that they have in their relationships because of. Our upbringing and the way we grew up and so you know that's kind of where my mental health is I still struggle with that to this day of like thinking like my, my fiance recently told me that she thinks it's an excuse now and I think she's there's some truth to that maybe I could be wrong but I remember we were talking about it that like um because my issues now is I don't know ever since I was 18 years old i can't keep a job for more than maybe two years i think the longest job i've ever had was working at amazon and i worked there for about maybe like four years that was the longest i ever worked for a a company and that sounds sad i guess but a part of me hates like who enjoys working you know unless you have a job that you really love you know but even then it's still a job you know and and for even for me like podcasting was something that I was very passionate about and I enjoyed but I don't know if it's because of my mental health or if it's because of the depression that I have it it started to feel like a job as well and it wasn't fun anymore and and that's kind of why I stopped as well like it just I just felt stuck in this I don't know this pit and it sucks because I hate it because my cousin would talk shit to me and tell me like, Oh, you know, it's not depression. My sisters kind of didn't really understand. Like they're a little bit more open up to the idea of like, Oh shit. Like maybe there is something wrong with him and stuff and just struggling with like, you know, wanting to commit suicide. Cause if I'm being very honest, there was a point in my, in my life where it wasn't that I just wanted to die because I wanted to die. It was like, I just don't want to feel this anymore. And the plan that I did have to kill myself because I did have a plan And I had admitted to my therapist that my plan was not to die by like slitting my wrist or drinking poison or like overdosing on pills or medication or whatever. My plan honestly was um, my mother has diabetes and um, she takes insulin and the way she injects her insulin uh, is through syringes. And I was going to steal one of her syringes and I was going to fill it with air. And I was going to inject the air into one of my veins because that would create a, I think it's called an embolism. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm not sure if that's correct, but basically it would just shoot air into my veins and kill me that way. It would cause me to have a stroke and hopefully die. At least that's what my plan was. And my goal was to do. I had, my daughter was like probably around two or three years old, I think when I was thinking about enacting this plan. And that was when I was at my darkest You know, I was still doing the podcast, but I I just, in the back of my mind, I just felt like I still didn't want to be here. And sometimes I still struggle with that um, to this day. Um, Just because I feel like I'm a burden to everyone. I I feel like I don't know what it is with me. I feel like there's something genuinely wrong with me and I I don't know what it is. And I wish I could fix it, but I I don't know how. I, I feel like the issues that I'm facing and the issues that I have in my life, I I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what it is about this. Like I can't enjoy life sometimes and I don't know what it is. Like the, the only thing that I look forward to is just seeing my daughter and having her be happy. And I try to be the parent that I wish that I had when I was a kid, you know, you know, you know, the thing that, that I do understand is that, raising a kid isn't easy obviously um being a parent isn't easy so um and that's what scares me even too about being a parent because if i'm being honest i didn't really want to be a father i i didn't really want to have kids because i was afraid of them turning out like me i'm and i'm still afraid that my daughter's gonna turn out to be like me um, the only thing that I do hope is that what I'm trying to teach my daughter and I'm trying to be the parent that I wish that I had and hopefully that I can uh, raise her to be more successful than I were, you know, and it just sucks because sometimes I, I just I don't know. I don't know if I just can't deal with the regular regularness, mundaneness of life. And I don't know what it is. I just seem to not be be able to find enjoyment in it i enjoy knowing that my daughter you know loves me you know but sometimes i feel like how how old how like like how long will it be until she realizes like holy fuck my dad's a fuck up like holy shit my you know right now to her i'm her hero and that's awesome but then what if at one point you know as she gets older she sees me not as a hero, but as a burden or as like some fuck up as some person that just is a waste of life and a waste of air, you know, because there was a point when I really, 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 really wanted to not be here anymore and wanted to enact my plan. But it wasn't until my fiance had texted me with a picture that she saw in the hallway of my daughter's school during Thanksgiving, which was um it's it said um it was for uh thanksgiving which was it says i am thankful for dad and i still have that hanging up uh in um like where my computer is at, where i'm actually talking to the microphone right now um so i still have that hanging up and i kind of use that as motivation of trying to stay here because it reminds me of that episode of simpsons which is my favorite episode ever um it's the episode of Homer when he's talking to um, Lisa and Bart about, because I think it's Bart or Lisa, they ask how come they, they find a photo album um, and they notice that there's no pictures of Maggie in there. And Homer says, oh, that's because, you know, they kind of give this whole story about like why, and you know, Homer didn't want to have another kid because he was able to quit his job working at the nuclear power plant and work at his dream job which was a bowling alley because he loved bowling and everything and so he had to quit because he found out that you know he was going to be having that marge was pregnant but anyways long story short um they bart asked like so how come there's no pictures of maggie and he goes oh that's because i keep them where i need them most and that's where it and he keeps them at his job um and there was in the scene uh mr burns the 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 ceo of the nuclear power plant or the president or whatever the fuck he is uh the boss pretty much homer's boss uh mr burns put up a plaque for homer that says remember um you're here forever remember you belong here or you belong to me something like that um and in, at the ending of the episode, they show the wall of where the plaque was and because after Homer says, oh, I keep it where I need it the most cheering up, um, he covered the plaque with Maggie's pictures, but he covered some of the words to say, do it for her. And so that's where I kind of find motivation. But it sucks because going back into the whole do it for her, I do want to do it for her, but sometimes I feel like I struggle with that because I can't seem to just stay at a job. And that's why I feel another topic is that I have ADHD. And it sucks because I know my family and my my, my cousins and my my, my fiancé tell me, like, oh, maybe that's an excuse or maybe there's something else wrong with you or maybe you're just lazy. I don't know. That's what I feel. Maybe I am just lazy. Maybe I am those things that they think of me because I, I don't know how to just stay at a place. I get bored. I, I, I hate going somewhere. I don't want to be away from you know them but now my daughter's in school so she it's not like she's home and so it's like maybe i am just lazy then maybe that's why i struggled to keep a job i just i just hate that like this is what life is like is this what life is like to just constantly be working you know to just buy things like if i'm being completely honest with you guys i feel like everybody works because we want to buy things to just distract us from the inevit- inevitability of death I honestly feel like that's what life is. You know, people say you got to find your purpose. But then after that, what What then? You know, what, what then? The things that I buy, the things that fulfill me for just those few moments of enjoyment, I feel like they're just distractions for what inevitably awaits us at the end, which is death, nothingness. And that's what sucks. And also that's why, too, I don't just kill myself because i'm afraid of what is what what is left the nothingness to just ceasing to exist that just long darkness so yeah that's kind of where i'm at mentally (laughs) i know that's scary and maybe you guys are gonna think differently of me maybe you're gonna think maybe i'm just this sad piece of shit i don't fucking know i don't really care Sometimes I do, if I'm not going to lie, I do care about what people think about me sometimes. But yeah, that's my whole ranting. Uh, <laughs> so it's just the ranting of a madman. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now mentally. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix my issues. I know I should go back to therapy, but it's just so goddamn expensive. Um, And that's what sucks. Like you're supposed to fix yourself, but the fact, in order to fix yourself, it's fucking costly, and that's what sucks. So I just been taking my pills. Um, They do help. They make me feel better. They they make me feel at least feeling a little bit more ounces of happiness. But then, out of nowhere, sometimes creepily, that thing just my old way of thinking just kind of creeps in. And it sucks, but I I, I kind of just keep to myself and not really say anything because I know everybody else is going through their problems. I know, you know. I, I remember one time when I first told um my friend that I was struggling, um, and that I was going to therapy, and he had told me, um, what did he say? Oh yeah, he said, um, I feel like your therapist is just uh finding reasons. Um, or excuses for you to be the way that you are and that I feel like you shouldn't feel this way or that the reason why you feel this way is because your therapist is telling you to feel this way if that makes sense Uh, he said something along the lines of that and I'm not gonna lie to you after he told me that after we hung up I fucking broke down because you know you know maybe he's right maybe he he is right like maybe everybody's right maybe I am just lazy Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I am just lazy and, you know, there's not anything wrong with me and I just don't want to work or I don't want to do anything because I'm just lazy. And so like, see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is what it is. Maybe it's a bit of both. I don't know. And I think that's the thing that fucks me up the most is because I'm in this constant perpetual loop of wondering what the fuck is going on. Like, why can't I just be normal? Why can't I just be this person that just puts his shit deep inside and just not let it out and and, and be a better person for my daughter and for my fiance? But I, I don't know. And it sucks because the issues that we have, I feel like she's starting to resent me because I'm not able to keep a job. And I do feel like I'm a burden because of it. And it sucks. It fucking sucks. Well, it's already been 30 minutes of me just ranting um, and wasting everyone's time about what is going on with me. But I I just want to say that it has been three years since I've put an episode out, um, but I, for the sake of just my mental health, to just keep me preoccupied for this time being, because if I'm being honest, I I was working, I, I you know, um, and then I just quit because where I was working at, I just felt I couldn't do it because I was bored, because there wasn't anything for me to really do, and I know that sounds like an awesome deal, like you're getting paid to just sit at a computer, and. Make it look like you're doing work, if I'm being honest. Uh, but I just couldn't handle that. I, I got bored. I felt like, fuck, I'd rather be home. I'd rather be home because I'm not doing anything. So I'd rather just, you know. And I know that sounds like a dream job for most people or for even some people. But I just couldn't handle it. I got so fucking bored. I got so bored, you know. And I, I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. Just trying to make it seem like I'm working trying to make it seem like I'm trying to find something to do to work when it was really slow and I fucking hated that I couldn't just sit at my desk and just pretend like I'm working. I, I couldn't do that I couldn't fake it you know I I hate that I hate trying to be fake like that but yeah um so right now currently I'm not working I had an interview the other day. Um, So I'm hoping that I do hear something from that. And I'm going to try my best to stay there as long as I can. I am on planning to come back and do more episodes. Um, So I am going to have an episode come out sometime. And I'm going to get back to my usual routine schedule of having a new episode release every Monday. Um, So if you listened to this episode and you actually made it this far, thank you for honestly listening to me just talk nonsense i guess if you will and just kind of like just air out my shit and how i've been feeling because i honestly feel like i don't really have too many people to talk to i know people say like oh you know reach out if you need something but you know i don't think a lot of people want to hear your problems because they have their problems they have their issues that they're going through you know and so yeah, uh thank you for listening to this episode of Strange Talk Podcast. Um, if you do want to reach out and you need someone to talk to, you could always reach me at StrangetalkPodcast at Outlook.com. Again, that email is podcast at outlook.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Strange Talk Podcast. And I'm currently in the works of possibly making a TikTok because I know that's like been a thing for a while now. I've been meaning to make a TikTok for Strange Talk Podcast, but there's so like now Because TikTok is such a huge thing. Now there's such a huge market. And it's really saturated with true crime. But just to let you know that yeah I'm back. And I'm going to be making new episodes. So stay tuned for those episodes. And as always thanks for listening. And as always stay strange.